Welcome back to Over Here, a podcast from outside in music. My name is Nick Finzer, and today I'm very excited that we're talking with a fantastic tenor saxophonist and composer and band leader here in New York City, Mr. Lucas Pino. Lucas has released a new album on Outside in Music in September of 2017 that's called The Answer is No. Uh, it features his great band, the No Net Nonet. And Lucas has a lot of great things to say about his band and about his music, and he's one of the most inspirational people that I've known since I moved to New York in 2010, and he and I have been uh, very close colleagues ever since then. So I won't take any more time to get into our conversation. Please enjoy getting to know Mr. Lucas Pino. So today we're here with Lucas Pino, and I'm really excited because he's one of my favorite people and musicians and composers uh, on the planet. And so, Lucas, thanks for hanging out today. Hey, Nick. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, I'm really excited to share people, share with people uh, some stuff about the new record. Could you tell us a little bit about the record? Gosh, yeah. This is uh, the second record that the No Net Nonet has released. It's our first on Outside In Music, which we're really excited about. And we have been doing all kinds of different things, trying to get it out there to people. But essentially, I um, I love making these records because uh, since we've had this residency at Small Jazz Club for the last almost five or six years, I can't remember how long now, but uh, we have a kind of repertoire. And so it's great to get it documented and um, and then share it with a, a larger audience. I think you can only fit about 60 people in Smalls at a time. So uh Every once in a while, to be able to get this uh, music out to a few thousand people at a time is uh, super gratifying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. And so the name of the record is The Answer Is No, and it's the follow-up to the last record that came out in 2015, right? That's right, yeah. Which was just called uh, The No Net No Net. Exactly. <laughs> so let's back yeah. up a little bit, and uh, could you give people uh, you know, a one-minute kind of journey from... Lucas Pino beginning to play jazz to Lucas Pino being here in New York and uh, oh, playing sure. everybody. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona, and um, you know, I had a lot of amazing formative experiences there, and I got the chance to play with some of uh, people whom are still my, my favorite musicians growing up, and then I uh, spent a little time in California with Dave Brubeck at the Brubeck Institute, and met all kinds of cool guys there. And uh, then I moved to New York in about 2007. It's been about 10 years since I moved to New York. And uh, when I moved to New York, I formed the band, the No Net Nonet. And um, we had our first performance as my senior recital at the New School. And then uh, we kind of kept kept going in different iterations since then and played all kinds of weird uh, venues in the Lower East Side, uh, many of which don't even exist anymore. And I don't know, we just kind of plugged through and uh, eventually uh, began to establish ourselves uh, in the New York scene, but with no small part being played by Spike Wilner and Small Jazz Club offering us a, a residency there. Uh, since then, we've done all kinds of things. We've uh, played at uh, Dizzy's Club, and um, we debuted some new music there last year. Uh, it's been really exciting, yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, I, I met most of the band, who comprises most of the band now at, at the Juilliard School, including you, and uh, <laughs> including uh, Jimmy McBride, Andrew Gutowskis on the baritone saxophone. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Just so much fun. But, I mean, the band, I guess the band is comprised of 
people from all over the world. And, uh, I mean, we, we got Australia, we got all over the United States, Florida, Milwaukee, Rochester, Poland, Boston. I mean, you name it, Connecticut, we've got cats from all over the place. So it's kind of cool. And, um, and that's where I'm at now. That's, that's, that's where we're all at now, I guess, you know, if that's the, the more than one minute summary. <laughs> oh, that's great. So what, I mean, playing with an on that is kind of a, a unique thing in the jazz world today to be committed. So, so, you know, longitudinally to, to the, to that size band, uh, what, directed you to wanting to have a nana in the first place? Well, I, uh, when I was moving to New York, uh, I thought I, I, there was a, there were a, a handful of cats that I just wanted to play with. Like, I, and what better way to play with people than to ask them to be a part of your band. And, uh, so the larger the ensemble that I had, the more I could, uh, ask people to be a part of my band. And simultaneously, I, I think, you know, I, when I grew up, uh, Grant Wilson, Fred Forney in Arizona, uh, had a non um, that was, I just a huge influence on me. And, um, it was like the Mesa Community College faculty non It's just great writing and great players and just a lot of my heroes. And that sound really struck a chord with me. Um, no pun intended. Uh, and then even another influence was the SS Jazz Collective. Right, right about the time I was getting into college, uh, came out with some of their first records and it was just awesome, awesome music. So that straddling that line between a small group, small enough that each person can be identified and, um, and be an improviser and a soloist and then large enough that you can still do really cool orchestrational things and, um, you know, that there's this continuity of, of composition that exists, uh, really appealed to me. So I, and now, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, from a, from a practical standpoint, I mean, having an on net isn't, it isn't practical, but I just, I love the players and I love uh, the music and uh, I don't know. It's just a great, uh, vehicle for, for what modern jazz is, I think today. And so are there any like particular records or tracks that you kind of look to as, you know, inspiration other than those ones that you heard live? Well, um, gosh, I don't know. Particular tracks. I definitely, I, or bands. That, yeah, yeah. I, that's a good question. I, I'm, I don't know, because most of my inspiration I, I drew from big bands, if I have to be honest, and orchestras. Okay. Uh, I, you know, grew up kind of obsessed with, uh, orchestras and, and big bands, and especially when I got into college, obviously, Maria Schneider was a huge influence, and, um, but then, even later, I like discovered Guillermo Klein and and his whole writing style, and what Weisskopf has in on it, and these great records out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's just there's too many influences to name, and, and not to mention that, uh, you know, when I was at Juilliard, everybody was talking about Mahler and Beethoven and all kinds of things that I, I checked out that was just hugely influential. And then even to popular culture and John Williams and um, you know the score writing that has touched every person's ears, you know, in the world. I, I'm hugely influenced by that. And I just think it's some of the the greatest music written. So I, I, I think that, um, there's not maybe necessarily an exact one-to-one influence, like a non to non influence, but I, I do think that, uh, 
the, the non-net size lends itself to being able to try to steal <laughs> or borrow sure. um, or, orchestrational tips from, from essentially anywhere, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, maybe you don't, you know, you don't, you won't get the depth uh, of uh, a string base section or, um, you know, you don't get the, the piccolos or the, the flutes or the high winds, but I, I think that you can cover a lot of the harmonic concepts that, that are, that are, that are found in any, larger ensemble while still maintaining that that accessibility like that somebody can step out in front and just like you know improvise a solo and create create something you know like as a as a jazz soloist so yeah right. I don't know if that right. makes sense but no it totally makes sense <laughs> and i think that uh i think your you know your band has a definite sound and a kind of a personality and i think that's largely attributed to your writing style and the development of your writing style you know, kind of over over the years as the band has matured, and, and um, so why don't you uh, could you tell us, you know, who who's all in the band? Yeah, my favorite part. Um, just just recently joined the band uh, on trumpet is Philip Dizak, and he's a wonderful trumpeter. Um, he hasn't been featured on a recording yet. He'll be on some of the next upcoming recordings, but on the recording is a a wonderful Australian treasure who lived here in New York City for a long time and taught at the Juilliard School. And we, we met when we were students there uh, named Matt Jodrell. Um, and on alto saxophone from Tarpon Springs, Florida, a gentleman I met uh, at a jazz festival in 2006 is Alex Luray. I think one of the most original voices on any instrument, let alone alto saxophone. I think that, yeah, he's already widely influential. Um, uh, this gentleman I'm speaking to on the phone on trombone from Rochester, New York, uh, Nick Finzer, we make tons of records together and do all kinds of things together, don't we? Um, sure. on the baritone saxophone, Andrew Gapowskis from, uh, Connecticut, just a wonderful improviser. I think, honestly, not to disparage anybody, but I think that Andy might take the, my favorite solo on um, mass-produced person on this on this latest recording. It's hard to pick, you know, because they're like your kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Andy's Andy's fantastic. Um, uh, on piano, one of my closest friends from all the way back when we were 16 or 17, uh, Glenn Zaleski from Boylston, Massachusetts. Obviously, unbelievable player. Uh, I mean, I guess everybody in the band are one of my closest friends, but that's neither here nor there. Ron's guitar uh, from Warsaw, Poland, uh, Rafal Sarnecki. We've made a bunch of records together. He's, he's unbelievable. He's got this, like, dichotomy between, like, the most modern music and composers and, like, Green Green or, like, West Montgomery. It's, it's insane. And then um, another Aussie uh, on the bass, uh, Desmond White, who... Moonlights as like your favorite singer songwriter you ever heard. He's got records out on Biophilia uh, music label that you wouldn't believe. Um, and Jimmy McBride on the drums, another Connecticut native uh, who is like an octopus or something. I, I can't believe he, he sounds like he has eight limbs at least. And uh, that's not in, uh, what should I say, in dif- difference or deference, I don't know the word, but to the fact that he's the most swinging drummer, like it's outrageous. Like he's he's 
if you if you listen to uh, to the fast tracks on the record and he's feathering the bass drum, it's just so swinging and beautiful and and then and then it's like this crazy dichotomy between just I don't know like uh, like Kenny Washington and uh, Mark Julian and Chris Dave got in the that machine from the fly with Jeff (laughs) (laughs) and Jimmy came out. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. Did I miss anybody? I don't think so. It's a large number. I think you got everyone. That's good. Yeah, I think you got everyone. Yeah, as far as I can tell, that was nine. Uh, Except you didn't talk about yourself, Lucas Pino, tenor saxophone. Oh yeah, yeah. I play the tenor and I write some funny songs and. I love so tell us band. a little bit more about this particular record. What, what's with the title? The answer is no. It's pretty thought for broken. <laughs> the answer is provocative. no. <laughs> yeah, because we're the no net, non net. So part, it, you know, it's like one of those things where it means a lot of different things. But obviously, I believe that for the music, the answer is the no net, non net. <laughs> but aside from that, I, I get this thing like the answer is no from my dad. He, he kind of uh, says that in in a humorous way that I guess you wouldn't understand unless you were. Uh, part of our family, but dad is hilarious in that way. So that's one of the, a tribute to him in a way and, and the influence that he had on getting me into music. And then the answer is no also relates to like, you know, kind of just saying no to the absurdity of the world right now and, and being a passenger on like this crazy train everybody's riding and um, trying to more dictate uh, your own uh I don't know, circumstances and reality. And and you see it happening all over the place, and I really love it. I think I, I love this resistance that you're saying to, um, I don't know what you would call it, some type of some t- type of cultural uh, deformity or something. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, so you know. so what's, what's next for the band? The record came out in September, and uh, we're playing our monthly... Uh, gigs at Smalls, but I know there's some other things coming up for the band. Do you want to? Yeah, that's right. The, well, the band is also going to host the Vando Jam on New Year's Day at the Zinc Bar, and that should be a lot of fun. We're going to play uh, a set of music and then open it up and uh, have a party, and yeah, it's going to be so much fun. And uh, and then uh, later this next year in 2018, we're going to we're going to I think fingers crossed we're we're getting very close to. Uh, Having a uh, a nice educational residency at the Northern Arizona uh, University Jazz Program in April, and uh, we're going to be there for a couple of days and, and then put on a, a concert, and uh, that should be really exciting. Um, and I think we might we might venture down to to Phoenix too and play somewhere, but uh, nothing confirmed as of yet because uh, that's how I roll. It's a mystery with Lucas Pino. Oh yeah, you got to maintain the mystery. <laughs> and then there's uh there's some there's some other some other projects already uh, kind of rolling along with the not that I know. So That's right. we stay got tuned. You. I'm not gonna give anything away, but uh no, lots no, already, okay, good. Ah, yes, I love it. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> give it away. But there's there's lots of other things. There is there's always there's always something else in the uh, in the chamber. So what else is up with Lucas Pino? I know you got some cool gigs coming in the next couple of months. Yeah, in about two days I'm gonna go to uh London and Lisbon and play with Ryan Kebberley's awesome group and Darcy James Argue's awesome group. And then uh, me and my fabulous, famous tenor saxophone playing wife are going to go on a little vacation to uh, Argentina. And then when I get back from there, I'm supposed to go to Shanghai with Brian Carter's group 
and play uh, at the new Jazz and Lincoln Center venue out there. I'm super stoked about that. And don't even get me started about the new year. It's, it's just going to – I don't know if I'm ever going to be home ever again. So it was nice <laughs> knowing you while, uh, <laughs> while we knew each other. Yeah, we got to know each other for now, and then we'll just see each other every few months on the road, I guess. Oh, man, how sad. That's <laughs> yeah, just the reality of uh, being a musician now, I guess, huh? Totally. Actually, I shouldn't be so uh, uh, stormy. It's it's the best, and I just I love it to death. It's the well, is there anything else you wanna you wanna add about the record? About anything else you're up to? Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if is the granny voting closed. If you're a voting granny, that's right. Yeah, on the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. Listen 15th. to all the record yeah. and vote for it in the large ensemble uh, category in jazz, right? Yes. Is that correct? That is um, correct. I that think anybody correct. who listens to it, it'll be self-evident. The record's awesome. I'm so proud of the record, which uh, I don't know if that's uh, egotistical to say, but I just, I love my band and I love this record that we got out and I can't wait for people to hear it in any way. Go stream it, go pirate it, go uh, talk to me, buy, buy lots of copies from the label. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can find it on uh, Apple. It's on Apple Music and uh, uh, Spotify. Spotify. You can find yeah. it all those places. And then uh, I think uh, maybe we're going to close the podcast with uh, maybe one of the tracks. So if you could pick one of the tracks to feature here, what would you uh, select? So we ended up selecting one of the tracks from The Answer Is No. This is The World Ahead. And this is what Lucas had to say about that track. Yeah, I like that track. It's got some weird stuff in there. Well, listen to the end. The end sounds like uh, like we're we're sending out some uh, some SETI broadcast or something. Yeah, that's like for the for for the aliens, right? Yeah, exactly. The extraterrestrial search. Exactly. <laughs> if you like what you hear, you can find the world ahead, and the answer is no on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon, and also the Outside in Music. Website www.outsideinmusic.com. Thanks to Lucas Pino for letting us share some of his music here, and thank you all for listening. I'm going to sign off here and let this episode close with The Answer Is No, The World Ahead. <laughs>